Hi there, and welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. I'm your host, Deb Shell, a community builder and leader of the Find Calm Here community. We're on the Muddy Network. I have uh, recently switched directions with this podcast. So you're gonna, if you've been a listener, I'm changing it up a little bit. Um, currently, I'm interviewing business leaders and community builders who share how they found calm through the process of launching and growing a business and a community online or in real life, because I believe that they are something that you would do together. Uh, the Find Calm Here community brings to, together community builders who feel overwhelmed launching a community, and I connect them with the tools, resources, and support they need to find calm in the process of building a community with implementing the calm method of clarity, awareness, learning, and motion. Uh, today's guest, I'm happy to introduce uh, uh, Alyssa Sully, a travel trailblazing, optimistic, business-savvy mom with over a decade of experience as a professional speaker, trainer, and teacher. Uh, her transformational community, Reinventing You, is a home to individuals aiming to find strength when they feel lost, alone, and are uncertain on how to make changes they desire in their lives. So welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. Uh, how are you today, Alyssa? Thank you so much for having me, Deb. I'm so excited to be on the Find Calm uh, podcast and just to be able to share my story and just have some great conversation and supporting your community and uh, their journey and trying to build up what whatever it is that they're focused on, whether that's community business or any other. Awesome. Well, welcome again. And yeah, let's just kick it off with starting to share a little bit about um, your story. Like, uh, how did... Uh, you get into sharing uh, in this reinventing you community, or how did that start? Yeah, I love it. So the reinventing you community started. It really launched from me reinventing my own life. It was about three years ago. I had just come to a breaking point in my life. I had. Uh, just come from, it was the springtime. I had come from hosting a fundraising softball fundraising event for my daughter's softball league. And it was the evening time and we were getting settled in. My two daughters were upstairs in their rooms. Um, my husband was in our bedroom at the time, um, getting ready for the night. And I had walked into my bedroom and I was like standing in, in the hallway, um, or the walkway of the bedroom. And before I even walked in the room, I just felt this it's like this knowingness and this feeling in my body, like that something was going to happen. Like, should I walk in the room? And I could hear my husband of 12 years around the corner in the walk-in closet. And I decided to walk in and sure enough, a huge fight ensued. Um, and it was different than the others. It had escalated at a higher level than before. And once things began to calm down, uh, my husband at the time went downstairs to sleep on the couch, like he'd been doing in the past eight months. And I just find my, found myself like nervous, tense, frustrated, lost, confused. And just, I just stopped and I stood still in my bedroom and I was just thinking about my life and, and everything that had been going on and everything that I had desired for my life and what I felt I wasn't living out. And in you know, reflecting on what I desired and, and what I was living. I made a choice the next morning. I walked downstairs. My husband was on the couch watching TV and I couldn't tell you verbatim what I said, but it was something along the lines of I'm done. I want a divorce. 
And from that point on, I began to reinvent my life. I have a business with my ex-husband. I still, to this day, we are very good friends. Um, but it was a pivotal point in my life of having to reinvent myself. Every component of my life was pretty much a hot mess from my relationships to my self-worth, to my finances, to my relationship with my kids. Like, you know, if you look at a pie, every piece of it seemed to have something not working. I had to evaluate what was the one thing that was the biggest contributing factor. And for me, that was my marriage. I had to pivot out of. And so that was the starting point of reinventing myself, which in turn became the catalyst to me creating a community of those trying to reinvent themselves and lives and to not, you know, not hold back on your desires for more, that it's okay to want more. It's okay to make change. Uh, A lot of fear comes up, a lot of self-doubt, old habits and patterns and beliefs. Uh, but it's all about, you know, not apologizing for what you desire, but going after it. And there's a beautiful process to that journey. And that was the fuel to creating community to support those who wanted to reinvent a part of their lives. That's super powerful. I wanted to um, kind of connect back to that moment um, in the closet and and then like later kind of walking down and saying, you know, this is it. I'm ready to move on what was, what was the defining thing? Like, were you like, I just need to do things differently. Cause everything you realized like that was the one domino that made all of the other dominoes collapse. And that if you could fix that one domino, then like everything else is going to come in alignment. Is that kind of. That's not what I thought, <laughs> but definitely not. Um, I, but I saw, I found that that was the result, um, by addressing that one thing that was the most prevalent, but in that moment, the cal- it, I've been with him for 14 years. There was a lot of things that weren't working in our relationship. And I had I had lost my, my spirituality. I lost myself. And in trying to be a role to someone that wasn't who I was. Um, and so it was, you know, sometimes it's just, you have an incident that becomes your pivotal moment of making change. And for me, that was it. It wasn't, you know, we'd had many fights before. I think it was just time and I knew it and I stopped fighting it. Was I shaking? Was I afraid? Was I like, I have no, it's not like I had some plan action plan of, you know, I already have the papers written up. I've seen it. Like that was not at all how it transpired. Right. But I knew within my heart that I desired more and I had to take the leap. And whatever outcome would come from it, I will figure it out. I trusted in that enough. I knew that enough. And so as I began to shift the the relationship, um, I began to see that these little pieces of the pie were affected by this relationship. And so I could dabble in each area, little bits that began to create change. And now, you know, three years later, I'm in a whole different position in all areas of my life. Uh, because I, I stopped long enough to explore where I was at, what I wanted. I created an action plan and I took action. And then I was willing to keep going even when the going got tough. Um, and because it definitely was not smooth sailing in the beginning. Um, but I can definitely say the outcome has been amazing. So, yeah. Mm, I love that. It's so funny because you just, um, in the fine comb here community, we talk about the calm method and I've actually looked at adding an R to the calm method and making it calmer. And the 
the whole process you just defined, uh, you got clarity, you were, became aware of the situation, uh, you learned what you needed to do and how, and how you were going to do it. And then you took action being the motion part of it. And then the R is resilience, which I haven't really shared with anybody, but you're just making me realize that like, it's a, it's a, it's a learning process. Like it's just, you yeah. keep going <laughs> again over that process and like yeah. refining it and like getting closer and closer and closer to like the ideal person or life or, or whatever, however you see that, like, I just feel like that helps you get closer. So I love that you kind of really just defined the calm method and in, in what your process was. That. So that connects it right back to finding calm, but also you learned so much about this, that it, it, it was empowering. Like it was obviously something important to you that you had this transformational experience on your own. Um, and somehow that inspired you to want to share this with other people, right? Because it's a sensitive yeah. topic. This is like super um, personal. It's your life. It's your life. Yeah, you know, yeah. what gave you the strength maybe to, to, to step away from saying, um, this is just going to be my own journey to being a journey that I'm going to share with others. You know, to be honest, I used to be a fitness coach and I helped women in their relationships with food. When I was in my early twenties, I was a compulsive eater exerciser and I was bulimic for a short period of time. And when I began to coach these women in fitness, and then they weren't seeing transformation in their bodies. Um, I began to have the conversation about emotional eating. Um, and my story, I was really transparent about my struggle with sweets and the binge and my self-worth. And so you, when you saw the transformation of women and you, you noticed that they weren't alone and they finally felt like they could connect with someone that taught me how valuable our stories are and that we're not alone. And that just by sharing your hardships and what you've overcome and how you've done it, it can impact someone's life in so in such a powerful way. And so when it came to the reinventing you community, um, my story about divorce, you know, I look, I work with a lot of women who feel like they're stuck and unfulfilled, but it's not okay for them to make a transition, whether that's into career, into out of their relationship, um, just into more self-care because they feel like they're neglecting their children. So um, me sharing my story is just a, a point where they just know that, okay, I'm not alone and this. It's okay that I'm feeling this way and there's a way to get through it. And it's not a perfect process, but um, I don't have to apologize for wanting more for myself. Um, and I'm allowed to explore that. So, yeah. What were this? What were the steps you took? Can you go dig into those a little bit? I was talking about the calm method, but what was your method in, in actually doing this? Yeah. So it, it, and it actually, it's funny you say that because it is, it's pretty much the call method, but what I have a four-step process is called stop. And so the first step is you stop, right? So for me, I was this hamster on the wheel. I was just going, 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 and I wasn't looking at things. I was just unfulfilled. I would just wake up every morning and I'm going through my life, but nothing feels good. I'm like this hamster on the wheel, right? So I had to stop and I had to stand still long enough to that, and that's step two, stand still. And it stands still long enough to look at what is my life looking like? What do I want my life to look like? What steps will I take to create a new outcome? That's the clarity piece you spoke, spoke to in the calm. The stop, get off the hamster wheel, stand still long enough to look at things because we feel comfortable, especially as women 
it's so easy. Like we like to be the busy bodies, right? Let's stay busy. Let's me make my to-do list. Let me take care of this. Let me take care of that. And we never stop long enough to say, okay, you know, and men do it too. It's, it's universal, but when we can stop long enough, we can look at our lives and it can be scary. The idea of it, because there's the fear of if I stop and I stand still long enough and I actually begin to, which is step number three, start again. Now that I've I've gotten clear on what I want to do and I'm going to take some action. The start again process is the scariest because you have the fear-based thoughts of the uncertainty. It almost feels safer to stay complacent and stagnant than it is to jump into the new version of myself because I don't really know what that outcome is going to look like, even though I have a vision for it. And so you fear failure. You feel you're, you may fear success in that, okay, I achieve it to this level, but can I maintain it? You fear loss and rejection from friends and family and your community. You fear um, judgment. If I put myself out here and I become this version of myself, are they going to judge me? Um, and you know, So there's these fear factors that come into play as you start again. And that's the stay the course piece. That when these fears come out, you stay the course no matter what. Because these are old habits, patterns, beliefs, and stories that you're living by that are keeping you stuck and stagnant. You've got to pivot those. Regardless of, you know, the challenges that are coming up, it our our fear, we're not in any real imminent danger. We just, it's just our emotional fears that are stopping us. So we've got to work through that and work through the mindset piece. And ultimately we'll get to the other side. And, and um, so, yeah, it's the same process as your calmer, calmer method. It's you stop, you stand still, get clear, you start again, and you have to be willing to stay the course. Mm, I'd love to stay the course. Uh, and, and just stopping and, and, and being aware is this my awareness component. And I think that it's hard when you're busy, no matter what you're, you know, no matter where you are in life, like I, I can yeah. imagine when I had three jobs and just, you know, right. not taking the time. Cause I'm like, I don't have time. I have to go make money. And if I'm not making money, like mm. I'm not being able to pay my bills. And so I just related everything. Mm. I was really relating to that because I, I think it took me uh, the ability to be able to say, actually, I need to stop and just recognize like, what's, what is the difference? What is the difference between where I am and where I want to be? And then it's overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I'm really far away from like when I was in $46,000 of debt, that's a mm -hmm. lot of money. It's not going to be like, I can't blink my fingers and I'll click my fingers. And all of a sudden that's it's gone. gone. Right. <laughs> and so then it's like, oh, now I got to do the work, right? Or just actually, yeah. you know, start the process and have discomfort. Maybe there's things I can't do anymore <laughs> because it's not in my budget. You know, those are just, yeah. Yeah. that's just the real truth. But the benefit of that is I don't have creditors calling me. If I get out of debt, I don't have creditors calling me. I don't feel overwhelmed about that. Or, yeah. uh, you know, just all the things like, so totally related to that when you were saying about it, because I was just listening to a podcast on my walk when I was saying earlier that I was on a walk and what she said, it was specifically related to this around meditation. She was saying, um, she had blocked out like nine to 11 or something to do a workout, to journal and to do meditation before she started her work day. Right. And she like for that, for some particular reason that day, it just seemed like there was just not that time was not enough. Like she just wasn't going to get in. And so she said, well, I'm either going to, you know, not do my 20 minutes of meditation and I'll just do five 
or I'll just skip it, you know, because it's not important. And what her talk was is she realized it's actually really, it's like the most important thing because it helps me find calm and get clarity and take a pause to then be able to be inspired to go write or do whatever she was going to do in her work day. So uh, it's interesting that you were just connecting that too, because that pause, people seem to like, I feel like want, it's like an uncomfortable thing. It's either like the fear of that, fear of seeing the numbers or fear, you know, fear of seeing the difference between where you want to be and where you are and how far that is away. But once you get past that, then you're like, okay, then you're creating the steps. Then you're like, all right, then you break it down. Okay. What, what am I willing to do today? Okay. I don't have to pay off $46,000 today. I'm not going to do that, but I can not, I cannot go out or I cannot order takeout. I can cook the food that's in my refrigerator instead of buying, you know, so so I love connecting those things to me. So I think that was helpful for me anyway. Um, so you said you have a business, but but I know this community is kind of connected to something that you do too. So tell me like um, how you help people with this, um, with this, I guess, new business. Yeah. So yeah, I do have two businesses. So my, my coaching business is the reinventing you community and that is helping people. It's a space where people don't feel alone. They, you know, community, if you're familiar, Tony Robbins brought this to uh, the world in, in a bigger way. And he talks about the six main human needs and that's what community does. In my opinion, it, it addresses the six main human needs are one certainty. Certainty is feeling safe and secure. So when you're in a community of like-minded individuals who are going through a similar process, even if it's a different focus, maybe one's finance, maybe one's relationship, whatever it may be, right. The certainty of knowing that you're not alone, um, feels really good. And it feels like a degree of safety that, oh, somebody else has a story, right? Uh, Another need is uncertainty. We want variety and excitement and, and change, right? And so being a part of this community, you're seeing the variety of people and the obstacles are coming through. So you're getting to learn from what they're doing versus what maybe you're doing when you gain some more tools and resources, right? The third Six human need is love and connection. Well, that is a space of connection. You're connecting with people. You support them. You love them. You you nurture them. They, you know, maybe push back a little bit to, to help you develop yourself a little bit. The fourth one is significance. We all want to feel significant in some way. And being a part of a community, people lifting you up by commenting, by cheering you on as you try and reinvent a part of your life that feels un- unfulfilling. We desire growth, which is the fifth human need. And that is what reinventing is about. It's about facing that part of your life that's not working and being willing to grow through that and being around people who are doing the same thing. That's a powerful place to be in transformation. Imagine being surrounded by people who are happy being stagnant and complacent. It's a totally different experience, right? It's harder to push through those challenging times. And then the sixth human need is contribution. We want to make it a contrib- contribute to others. And that's what community is as well. We are supporting others. They're supporting us. And it's just a safe space, again, to grow and evolve. No matter what the topic is, it's just that my community is reinventing you. So, yes, I, I use that as a space to support people in that reinventing process. And and I provide coaching tips and tools and strategies, and then they can do my coaching programs or my private coaching services. So yeah, that's kind of what the community is all about. 
I love it. So you're connecting all of these people have a shared kind of um, challenge or experience that they want support or help or want to connect with others who are going through the same thing uh, on that yeah. same kind of journey of like, oh, I really need to. And then you're providing them with the tools and and the training to be able to mm-hmm. um, put that method that you created into, into action. So I, I really like that. That's great. For sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of what we talk about in Mighty Networks um, on the Mighty Networks Find Calm Here community is about who do we bring together? Why are we bringing them together? Why is it important for us to be together? Like it's something we can't do by ourselves. Like I need the support of this community because it's not going to work. Like I can learn things on my own, right? I can go take a course, but like connecting that training and tutorials or coursework Mm -hmm. with a community that's also on that same journey and taking that same course or learning the same skills um, and then being able to share, having that unique ability to be able to share in a safe space which is what you're talking about with like feeling in a safe space where people can connect. It's not Facebook, not putting something out there for your 500 Facebook friends to see and aunt Aunt Sue and uncle John and cousin Lenny all have some kind of opinion about whatever. Uh, It's this space where people like get it and they know what's what you're trying to say, or like they get your struggle and you can be vulnerable, right? You can be vulnerable in that space. Whereas like on, Instagram, you might not want to be <laughs> sharing all of this, especially if you're in the midst of like a divorce or a breakup or, um, you know, some kind of big, um, p- you know, pivotal moment where you're like needing to make this change and you're still in that process of like, okay, how, what are the steps and how do I do this? And, you know, figuring, you're still in the figuring it out, you know, phase. And that's, that's a long phase <laughs> for a lot of people, um, for sure. I mean, just in business sense, I mean, I was, struggling with figuring it out a lot last year. And I was just trying different thing after different thing. But what really, really changed for me, the game changer for me was a community of people Mm -hmm. who I can connect to. And in fact, this Friday, I'm sharing with my, my cohort about my, my plans and I can get feedback from them. They can tell me like, so instead of being in my little bubble of, okay, I had these great ideas. I was in a bubble a lot last year. I'm just, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I was like taking lots of action and doing lots of things. I learned a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. Was it, it, it was definitely beneficial for me to learn things, but it was like the game changed when I actually had somebody to say, Hey Deb, why don't you think about this? Hey, maybe it's like, I did this thing. Maybe that'll help you. Here's a resource. Tony Robbins does X, you know, like check out this person. Um, Here's a book I read. Here's a pod, you know, like having all of those abilities to like share the resources in one safe space where it's all focused around the same kinds of topics. And you're all on that same journey in different places, right? Some people could be just starting and they're just not even ready to like, they're like, oh, I don't even know. I'm so scared to even think about doing something, you know, making and taking an action. Maybe they, I just need to like process it first. And so, and then there's other people on the other side and they're like, oh, I've been there, done that girl. I can, I'm there for you. I'll hold your hand through this. It'll be cool. We'll go, we'll do it together. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what community is like all about. So great. Um, and I love you're connecting it to your business model. Like, so the biggest, um, transition that I'm working on making is connecting, a community with what it means as a business. And right now I have consulting clients and I really want to connect them in a space to give them um, support, like before I work with them, when I work with them and after I work with them, 
because we're always continually like looking for support and resources when it comes to community building. Right. And so if I'm talking to people about community building they're like, okay, well that worked last week, but it's not working this week. And so yeah. then how are some other, what are some other resources I can try to see what works better? Um, Cause we change at different points of our life, right? Like some things that yeah. worked with me for weight loss five years ago are just not going to work for me now. Cause I'm five yeah. years older. <laughs> We, as women, we have these lovely challenges Right <laughs> at the clock yeah. strikes 40. It's like instantly things are very much harder, right? <laughs> at least for me. Yeah. That's what yeah. I Yeah, No, I'm, I'm the same, but my body's very different now. Yeah. And, yeah. and so like the same things don't work. So providing a space for continual growth, which is what you're talking about mm-hmm. earlier mm-hmm. and, and resources and support around what different people do is a great way to connect people. And so connecting it out with like, what does this mean for your business? Because if you're investing a lot of time and energy and building a community, mm-hmm. it's, it's a long-term game. It's not like you just build a community, put the, put the sign up and say, come on in. And then it just runs itself. Doesn't work like that. Right. Yeah. That would be really <laughs> great though. That would be awesome. But yeah, definitely not. It took us just for the, um, the, the my other business is, is a custom product business. And we started with a thousand dollars to our name. We had a mortgage and two kids and we risked everything to build it up. And it was grind every day. And we lost, well, we didn't lose everything, but we almost lost anything many times over. And now where we are seven years later is night and day. But like, let's be real. We, my ex learned how to do graphic design. I was learning some marketing, like our emails, our, our images, like everything was like, oh my gosh, is that what it looked like? Like how embarrassing, right? But guess what? You can build a community and a business and um, just a connection with people on the simplest things. And we think everything has to be glorified, but really it's a ba- it's baby steps. Baby steps it doesn't have to be glamorous to start and it'll evolve with time. Finding calm with baby steps in community building and building a business in general is like the best advice I could ever have gotten because yeah, I was a year ago. I'm like, it has to be perfect. I have to have the website. I have to have the things, you know, it has to have pretty graphics. I have to have this great logo. Those things don't matter. (laughs) I mean, to a point they do right for brand recognition, but yeah, like this much, right. A little bit and not like, you know, when I went to do this consulting business last year, I was like the same thing. I'm like, I got to get a website. So now I have a website for, for fine calm here community, but now I need a website for the consulting clients and all this stuff. I'm like, well, how can I not do <laughs> that? So I simplified right. it down and was like, okay, well, I really just need a calendar for people to schedule calls if I'm doing consulting. So I can yeah. get a Calendly account and have people schedule oh, calls. Yeah. That's Absolutely. done. Like I don't, and I put together like a little place card. It's C-A-R-R-D.com has free websites, free, free, free. And it takes like five minutes to set up. And I, awesome. somebody told me about that one day. And so it has like, you can have like three buttons. Like the way I have mine is like, I have three buttons. So it's basically just one picture, three buttons. And then it says like, book a call, learn more. And that's it. What else do I need? Like if they want to yeah. like see all my offerings, I put together a PDF in Canva. Again, you can use those for free. Yeah. These are tools that didn't exist like a, like a while ago, right? They're, they're newer yeah. tools. But I think what I was trying to do was like figure all of it out at once. 
And now I'm learning like, okay, if I want to learn Trello, I was super resistant to Trello. If I want to learn Trello, I'm just going to take an afternoon and have fun with it. And how can I make this fun? And so, because tech is so, for me, <laughs> so frustrating. So frustrating yeah, and intimidating. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I feel like just breaking it down and saying, how can I keep this really super simple, like ba- basic, simple, like a five-year-old could understand what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I then and I totally agree. And it's, um, yeah. what was I going to say? Um, oh, shoot. I forgot. I forgot my thought, but it was, uh, it was on you. But I keep talking. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I had a thought, but it went away. No, it'll come back to you. Like as soon as I like I'm in the middle of another sentence, but please, <laughs> please interrupt me. Uh, no, I was just saying like, just connecting that back to the business. So now I'm working on like, how does my community connect to my consulting business and how does the podcast mm-hmm. connect to my business? And so these are the three pillars and like, nobody knows this yet. This is all brand new stuff that I'm telling you, <laughs> but that I've just come up with after like the year of like doing all the things sure. and going around in circles and trying a bunch of stuff. And I was still even um, a month ago between two different like who's my, who do I serve? What, what problem do I solve? And how do I uniquely solve that? And I was still like, well, I help people with business or I help people with community, but what do I really do? I help people with community. Why am I talking about building a business? Like I should just really focus on people building community. So now, yeah. and, because that's what I'm doing in my consulting business. So why yeah. are they not the same? So, and it took somebody else telling me that. <laughs> Yeah. And like really like asking me these questions. And I'm like, she's like, well, you're really passionate about community. I'm not really passionate about sales funnels or email marketening or Facebook which ads, is business. which is business. Yeah. I'm really excited about community building. And like, I'm reading books on community building and I'm like listening yeah. to workshops on community. And it like, but it yeah. took somebody else asking me of like, Deb, what are you really passionate about? And all, where's all your time and energy going? And how can you put those things together? So now I'm like, I'm relaunching the community for community builders, um, doing community conversations on the podcast and I'm talking with community for my clients. And so we're bringing it all together into like those three pillars of like audience building, which is still business, right? I'm still building an audience with the podcast. I'm still um, offering consulting and I'm expanding my services for my clients. And then I'm bringing them all together in a community where they can connect with each other for support before during and after their launch, you know? So just like finding ways to connect it (sighs) makes it so much simpler. Yeah. Yeah. And like, how does it, and and my thought was it's that whether, you know, from a business perspective, we can be so busy on building out everything and looking a certain way. We're not producing any income. So we have to look at where are my income producing action steps, right? And, and that should be a focus, especially if you can't pay your bills, right? Like that, that was all we were in when we had a thousand dollars to our name, we were just in, like, we didn't have time for all the bells and whistles because we had no money. Right. And then the other side of it, like building the community. I mean, I know uh, there's a guy, um, on Facebook and his community continues to grow exponentially. He does not do anything fancy. He literally, you know, on Facebook, like you can type and then you can pick a funny background. He picks like the same background every time and he puts a question or a quote and his community is so interactive. There's no bells and whistles. He doesn't even care. Like he's just like, boom. And his community just keeps growing. So the simplicity of it where, 
you know, some of us are, are spending so much time maybe on Canva and all that stuff. No, which I'm not discrediting that. I love, you know, branding and, and having a nice flow to your color scheme and all those things. I think that's a, a beautiful component. It really just depends on what you're trying to create. But depending on where you're at, are your action steps supporting the community building? Are you too much in the fluff? And not doing any action steps that are actually getting your community to be built and you're supporting your community. You know what I mean? My client that I'm working with right now, when I first you know, started working with her, she was so focused on the landing page and it has to be like the URL. And then I'm like, here's the thing. I get what you're saying. But what we're going to do is we're going to create a unique URL that they're going to go to that's specifically designed for them. And it's not going to look pretty. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. It's just not going to look pretty. And that's just, there's no way to get around that because of what we're doing. And I said this specifically, but the user experience is going to be a lot better than trying to send them to a URL and then trying to send them to another place and then trying to send them to another place. Also, you don't need 17 emails when you're inviting five people. Just call those five people. Right. Just email the five people or just, you know, personally, when you're doing a... um, like something like a paid community, which is what a lot of my clients are doing, like a paid course or community. And when you're doing something, I think people are, and I did too, I got in the trap of like, okay, I need an email sequence and I need, um, you know, some big grandiose stuff because all these people are going to come stomping in. And the truth of it is there's a lot of people that are busy. And unless you've spent seven or 10 years building your brand, which a lot of mm-hmm. people that I work with have not, they've, they've been in business a few years and they're still new at it or, or they're launching something new and, and it's a whole new offering, but like people don't know you and they don't know what you're trying to do. And so there, mm-hmm. there's not going to be a, I mean, unless you're like already have a hundred thousand followers on social media, it, it's, it's not going to be a stampede right away. I know that we all right. want to think like all the people are going to come and I'm going to get overwhelmed. And the truth of it is like, Start small, like just focus yeah. on like 10, 20 at the most, or however many yeah. people you feel like you're going to be able to offer a specific amount of um, connection to and support, and then just have them give them a really great user experience. And yeah. that's all you need to focus on. No, worry, no emails, no, just a phone call. <laughs> yeah. You need a calendar link. You need to invite them into the space, say, here's what we're going to do here. And this is why it's important. Are you interested? And then, they, and then they'll tell you like, yeah. it's that easy. And I think yeah. it's just, yeah. So I talked to somebody else too, about, we, we just seem to like, in the beginning, we just feel like it's so, I think it's competitiveness around other people and doing business and just in general, like social media and the way things are like, so, so many people have such pretty posts and they have to, and content, like providing so much content, you don't need to provide that much content because in the real world, like, you know, people have a life, they have kids, they have a husband, they have jobs, they have career, they have to work, they have to travel. They don't have three hours to sit and read your 17 posts in your community. Like they want one thing or they want specific things that they have time to do. And then you have to ask them, this is the other thing I was saying to somebody else, have you asked them how much time they're be able to commit to this course? Like, are they going to be able to do it in five weeks? Is it something they're committing an hour to a day or 15 minutes? Because I just signed up. I just posted on Facebook because I'm trying to lose weight because this whole COVID thing and, and just life has been not good for my waist. <laughs> and so I've been trying to lose weight and I finally signed up for Noom, this app Noom. 
I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a weight loss app. And in the beginning, they tell you, you can select six minutes or 12 minutes a day. That's all. It's not an hour that I have to spend in my journal. It's not a mm. huge worksheet that I have to do, that I have to print out. And then I have to, no, it's six minutes on my phone or 12 minutes, depending yeah. on what I want. And like yeah. telling me that already allows me that, okay, that's manageable. I can hang. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I think I like that. people overestimate like what they need to give, because again, you're going back to like, yes value. And I think women, again, we, we all as women, not everybody, and I'm not generalizing or anything, but in general, a lot of the women I talk to seem to all have this common thing of, we have a hard time seeing what our value is and like Mm -hmm. how to like price our services and how to put ourselves out in the world and what we're giving to other people, whether it's our time or attention and, and how much of that we're giving. And I think that's where a lot of us struggle is like, what is the value of that? Or is it valuable? Or I need to give them lots of stuff to make it valuable when it's really, to me, less. It's like just less. And there was a conversation I'll, and I'll wrap up here because I'm like chatting today. For some reason, you just have me like thinking of a lot of things in my head. But I, I, love I, had, it. A, I had a conversation or I was listening to a conversation on a podcast about a question about community. Would you rather work? If you could only do one of these two things, if you could only either work with or talk to five people and have really deep conversations, actually, she said one, but I'm going to say five as a community. So five people and have really deep conversations or a thousand people, but very just superficial conversations, which would you rather have? I'd rather have deep conversations with five people. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. That's a really great point in perspective. Yeah. Cause you find that in your community, there's only so many that may interact in the beginning. Um, they're trying to feel safe. They may not even be seeing your content. We think that we post and everybody will see it, but then there's components behind that, um, timing and stuff like that. And then, you know, with community building, you've got to learn your community like you're speaking to what's your availability? When are they on? Like all these, all these moving parts. But um, I love that. Yeah. I would much rather have be connecting with those who want to make the change and that impact um, five, you know, five, not important, but five, you know, focused people versus a thousand that are still kind of floundering and aren't sure. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. Tell me, we're going to wrap up. Tell me where, um, if somebody wants to join your community, like who, who it's for, um, and then like how people can find out and learn more about you. Yeah. Thank you. So you can find my Facebook group. Um, it's Facebook for slash groups, and then it's called reinventing you diaries. And that's for those individuals who are looking to reinvent a part of their life. They feel lost unfulfilled, uncertain, and they just want to know they're not alone and they want some tools and strategies, perspectives then that's the place to go. I'm also have a website, alyssasully.com where that's for my coaching services. And then I have the reinventing you dot online community where I post like a seven day challenge where you can begin diving into that four step top process. I talked about of exploring, you know, just really creating the change you want, getting that 
that kickstart. And then uh, I also run a podcast where you can go to reinventing you the online forward slash podcast. And you can see the podcast of people sharing their reinventing stories. These are people who have overcome the odds and the challenges and they are um, on the other side. And so you, and, and they are all over the, the charts, all over the world, just people from all walks of life. And you see the transformation they made. So you want to know not, you're not alone, but to have some tips and tools and strategies you can use that maybe resonate with you based on something that someone else has shared. Um, so it's a community space for that. So, yeah. I love it. That's so great. You have so many uh, layers to your business and uh, to being able to share in so many different ways in different spaces is amazing. And I think Thank you. You know, creating a safe space is, is really super important when you're talking about something like these topics of reinventing yourself. So I feel like that community aspect is really connecting to that safe space. So thank you for sharing uh, you. your journey. And um, hopefully everybody got something from this. We talked about a lot of stuff. So yeah, I, love um, it. Yeah. I think we dug in and got a lot out there. If you guys um, have any questions, I will have show notes with the links to um, Alyssa's information in there. If you wanted to join her group, uh, if you have uh, questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to chat and we will leave it there for now. I hope everybody's finding calm wherever you are, whenever this is, uh, if it's an afternoon, evening, morning, weekend, weekday, if you're on your travels on a hike, because that's what I was doing yesterday, actually Saturday. Um, if you're driving in your car on a road trip or wherever it is, I uh, hope you're finding calm and take care. See ya.